They wanted to get in on this market of we have celebrities who aren't even actually celebrities. And I think that that's what they wanted to tap into. And then we all just realized we could show our buttholes there and we took over the fucking platform. <laughs> as we should. <laughs> as we should. As we should. As buttholes often take over the internet. Sex Without Fear, where we talk sex, society, and everything in between. Please look at your phone right now and hit subscribe so you won't miss anything. And check us out on Instagram. Our handle is at Sex Without Fear so that you can engage in polls and see the merch drop and all that good stuff. I'm your host, Amber Radical, and you can find more about me and my projects at www.amberradical.com. That's one R. A-M-B-E-R-A-D-I-C-A-L.com. And because of this crazy COVID Delta spike, today's guest is coming on via Zoom. Uh, Like all my guests will be, I guess. But let me plug her in. Nailed it. Oh my goodness. Are we here? We're here. It's perfect. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Oh my God. We are so good. Yeah, I don't know what it is with my Mac, but I swear half the time I have these programs crash and and like something goes wrong with it and I have to just restart it and suddenly the world is beautiful and perfect again. Can you believe that we were the generation who like ran MySpace? Like, I don't know about you, but I was like MySpace famous. Oh and no. I, like I could do HTML code and I used to sell little web pages and shit. And like now I struggle to turn on a fucking computer. No, totally. I have the awkward issue where like for work stuff, obviously I have to use a lot of social media, but I stopped understanding social media after MySpace. So like, I don't even, I don't get how like Instagram stories work or any shit like that. I'm completely fucking lost and just have to hope that it looks like I know what I'm doing. (laughs) Me too. I'm trying to be like more professional on Instagram, especially with like the podcast Instagram. And supposedly I'm supposed to be able to like link my podcast Spotify episodes into the story. Like I'll pay someone to figure that out for me. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't get any of that. I, I don't understand it. I know someone who does that professionally. She actually runs another sex workers, all of her socials and stuff like that. And I'm kind of casually like, I wonder if I can <laughs> afford that soon. Cause that sounds nice to not have to do this myself. It always sounds so like wrong because like we were the generation who grew up on building a social media platform. So why would we pay somebody? Oh my God. Yeah. Right. But well, like, it's because it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. I don't even get like even Twitter. Like, I don't even get Twitter. Half the time I'm trying I've to... I've never get, done like, Twitter. Yeah, I try to get to comment threads and then suddenly I'm retweeting things and I don't know what the fuck is going on on that site at all for the life of me. Oh my God. Okay, well, speaking of the internet and marketing, that is why we're here today. So this is my friend and she is an online legal sex worker. I'm going to let her tell a little bit more about what she does and how long she's been doing it. But the reason that we're here today is because we are going to gossip about the OnlyFans saga. Oh my God, I'm so ready. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm so ready too, because the reason that I wanted to do this episode is because like I used to do some camming. I'm obviously a supporter of, of sex work and, you know, I obviously dabble in it 
when I'm bored, I, I don't do it for money or anything yeah. right now, but I have. So I'm passionate about the lifestyle. But like we were just saying with outgrowing MySpace and no longer understanding it, I started camping like way before OnlyFans, which feels like saying BC now because no, yeah. OnlyFans just took it to like such a public level. Everyone knows what OnlyFans is. And I think a lot of people don't even know that OnlyFans is not porn. Yeah. And here's one thing I always want to point out. When people are like, oh my gosh, OnlyFans is so huge. OnlyFans situationally blew up. In my opinion, OnlyFans is the product of a lot of people losing their jobs. And oh yeah, you know what I mean? Like perfect tornado. It's literally perfect. It was the exact condition that we needed for a site like that to blow up. But a lot of people have this misconception that OnlyFans is the only site of its kind, right? When all of these announcements started coming out, I can't tell you how many fucking civilians came to me being like, oh my gosh, you're not going to have a job. And I'm like, dude, I was also there when Tumblr crashed. This is just normal shit. This is a regular. But backing up, yeah, my background with sex work was OG Tumblr days posting shit for free until someone was like, yo, you can sell this shit. Um, so I scurried on over to Chatterbait and I streamed on and off. Chatterbait days. Yeah. I actually, I was on TikTok the other day and I found a TikTok audio. That's the sound of people tipping in Chatterbait. And it like, blasted me all the way the fuck back to the past and it was just so it's so weird because that even feels almost a little bit outdated like I've been back on Chatterbait within the last year just to kind of see what the site's looking like nothing's changed <laughs> it's the Nothing, exact I was just gonna say like I remember it <laughs> it's it's the exact same so yeah I started on there and I did exclusively just streaming kind of stuff like that I mean I had some clients who were long-term and would want to like you know buy the occasional like used item and things like that but Chatterbait was my OG spot. And then in the middle of the beginning of pandemic, like that first summer, I had a job, my health crashed. My doctor literally took me out of work and I was like, well, shit, what do I do now? And my body's in no condition at that point. And even now, especially like way more so now I can't stream. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know about you, but for me, a profitable night would mean being online for five to eight hours, a minimum, you know? Um, and that's just hard. That's hard on the body. So I turned to OnlyFans because that was what everybody was doing summer of 2020. Yeah. And it's a cool site. Don't get me wrong. Like there's features of it that are interesting, but the reality is, is that a lot of this is standard stuff across so many other sites. The only perk of OnlyFans at this point is that people up until very recently trusted the site. It's a lot easier to get the general public to click over to OnlyFans than it is to any of these other sites. You know what I mean? Yeah, Um, it just just built a reputation so quickly. Yeah. Everyone knows someone who did it. So it's like, oh, I know this girl and she uses it. So it's safe. So for the listeners who don't really know, and I feel like the saga has taken some twists and people have probably tuned it out since like the first moment. Yeah. Like, so first off, for people who don't know, like OnlyFans is not just porn. It's not. It was a platform to build like a fan base for whatever you're doing. I have a friend who does it for her yoga. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it's, all people it's for use it influencers. For. It seemed like they initially their target was just different influencers. They wanted to get in on this market of we have celebrities who aren't even actually celebrities. And I think that that's what they wanted to tap into. And then we all just realized we could show our buttholes there and we took over the fucking platform. <laughs> As we should. <laughs> As we should. As we should. 
<laughs> as buttholes often take over the internet. Yeah, no. So, and that was one of the things that like, and that's why we've had these rumors going around for so long. Like when this news first initially dropped, it was before they notified any of the creators. We saw that Twitter post initially from them almost a full 20 hours before we got any contact from them. Um, it so was, you it found was, out when we found out. Exactly. No, we all found out at the same time. And what's interesting about this is that... Hold on and back up for the listeners. Like the, the thing that we found out was that OnlyFans was no longer going to allow porn, which yes. is ironic because they're known for porn. Like we were saying, like most people yeah. don't know it can be used for anything else. Exactly. So the rumors and we have these rumors constantly. And that's why I didn't really bat an eyelash when this all first started hitting, because like literally every three months, someone would push out a rumor because that's like the fun game to do. Fuck with the sex workers and make us run around like chickens with our heads cut off. Like that's a common troll tactic. Right. Um, So I kind of ignored it. And all I could even find on the Internet initially was just quotes from a single source for an interview that I couldn't find any proof that the interview ever happened. And then eventually we see the Twitter post directly from OnlyFans saying, oh, we have some stuff coming out to the creators. Keep an eye open. And then like forever fucking later, we finally get these emails saying that we have until essentially October 1st to remove any content that violates their new guidelines. Now their new guidelines were kind of interesting. And I initially was going to work with them and keep utilizing the site. They just kind of cut out anything that shows masturbation and it's explicitly sexual. So like I could still do my artsy nudes because that's what I primarily like to do anyways, but anything with like toys or anything like that, it couldn't be there anymore. So we got all of that info and we're all just like, okay, you know, like some half the sex workers that were freaking out were ones where this probably was their first year ever doing this. They thought that this really was the end of the world. And we have this whole, you know, how fear tactics fucking get everyone going. So we all started transferring our stuff over. I mean, I hit the ground running cause I'm not really, even in my own personal life, I've never been someone where it's like, Oh, there's this emergency. I have to sit and stress about it for a while and freak out. I always try to like just suck it up, you know, deal with it and just keep moving forward. So I started the process of looking at other sites and then all of a sudden OnlyFans is announcing, oh wait, haha, never mind. You don't have to leave. It's it's suspended, but that's also sketchy in and of itself because they're only using the word suspended. We don't actually have a guarantee that we can stay there. Right. So to back up, first they announce no more porn starting October 1st. And yeah. we basically in that moment found out this mostly has to do with the banks, right? They were arguing with the banks. The banks mm-hmm. are saying it kind of came down to chargebacks, which is the idea that like the highest rate of chargebacks where people try to say like, hey, I didn't spend money on that. You need to undo that off my mm-hmm. bank statement that the highest rate of that is going to be anything to do with the porn or sex work industry because... Well, it's obvious. Like men don't yeah. want their wives to know that they have an OnlyFans subscription. Exactly. So, obviously, that's going to give a higher rate. And so, to like do that. But then they also kind of mask it as like, oh, but we're doing this for sex trafficking, right? Right. Yeah. Which is just such bullshit. Um, I don't know what to believe. I see so many different things on the internet. And I, I mean, with anything else, I try to take everything with a grain of salt. So then the, but then the internet blew up and it was like half of everybody was like, okay, so this is happening because banks and OnlyFans, like they don't care about sex workers or throwing them out. Like Mm -hmm. OnlyFans, OnlyFans got famous 
off sex workers, built the platform, built the equity, and then dropped them. And then the other half was like, okay, well, what are we supposed to do about sex trafficking? And if that's happening in these things, right? right then right. like by eliminating this, then we're eliminating one teeny tiny platform that possibly, you know. From what I've been able to read in on it, OnlyFans just had changes they need to make. That was it. That was it with the banking. It's not entirely that banking wants to across the board pull out. It's that they want certain rules set in place to like make sure it's actually safe. And I think that from what I understand, and again, I'm just I'm just me with my opinions, but it seems like OnlyFans didn't want to put in the work because they didn't realize how much the backlash was going to be. And they didn't think, okay, well, do we really need to put in the money? Is this really like the kind of platform we want to be? Because again, they didn't go into this wanting to be the next fucking porn site. This isn't like any of the other sites where a lot of them now are, you know, sex worker owned and ran. Right. So it started looking risky to themselves, to banks, to whoever. So they're starting to adjust things. And then Mm -hmm. so then that happened. And then just like we kind of guessed, they were like, oh shit, we lost everything. (laughs) They lost so much. So then they re-release a statement that says we are suspending this Mm -hmm. cancellation. Yeah. So go ahead and keep posting your butthole and we'll keep you posted if we kick you off again later. Yeah. Which is like... Okay, thanks. Um, Because one thing is like, let's just say that they reassured us sex workers right now. It's going to be fine. It's going to be good. We hear everything we need to hear. All of our clientele still like left. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like we still have like, I mean, I didn't get a super, super massive hit in how much my subscriptions dropped. I mean, and I also can't definitively say like what was situationally like some people maybe just weren't going to resubscribe anyways you know what I mean but I had a pretty good drop like probably 20 percent within that first weekend I think it was over the weekend that they had announced that news yeah Um, and and I know no one really wants to talk about that because supposedly we have bigger issues like sex trafficking and stuff but like seriously every like People took a financial hit for this for sure. People took a massive financial hit. And then they scrambled. You guys found new platforms right away. Right away. Oh my God. Fucking immediately. I mean, it was almost kind of funny if it wasn't such a weird situation, like scrolling through all the different social media feeds. Cause I try to keep up with other. Oh God. And Tyga. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Everyone's reactions and everyone clapping back. And literally it was immediately the sex worker community. We all just kind of went, okay, what side are you going to? Okay. What side are you going to? And we just kind of collabed figuring it out. And it seems like there's a lot of main spaces now that are going to probably continue blowing up because again, that clientele that we lost, those are a lot of people who don't plan to return back to OnlyFans, even if they keep porn. I mean, even my own regulars who tell me directly, like, I'll follow you wherever you go. It doesn't matter, but I don't want my money going to OnlyFans now. Yeah. Cause that too, because they just kind of like, not only did they just like drop sex workers and tell mm-hmm. them that they were kind of worthless to protect yeah it's like well the people who support those sex workers are like well fuck you too yeah no it's it's that's exactly it i mean i make a point not not every sex worker runs their shit the way i do i pride myself on like my main regulars i actually maintain like relationships with um it's it's not this weird you know hands-off kind of thing so we we talk and they're all kind of like dude if these sites are taking 20 percent from you no matter what 
I'd rather choose who's taking that 20% cut and I don't want it to be OnlyFans. And for me, I'm like, you know what? Fucking fair. I feel the same way. I don't want to be there either, in all honesty. Um, right. And this goes back to like how like this is now leading sex workers to do dangerous things because like yes. not that I can't trust you and your regulars, right? But like now totally. you now you have an incentive to say, like, hey, why don't you just Venmo me and oh, no, I'll, totally. and I'll and I'll give you my private phone number. You know what I mean? Like women yeah. are gonna get desperate to women like try to make that happen and then it puts them in more you know and obviously that's not a safe practice to do yeah no and it does start getting I mean even for me I've seen how my shit is going to change um with a few of my clients because they're kind of like dude I'd rather like work out something else where I'm getting stuff for you off of your different wish lists and then that you know covers my subscription on these different sites like I don't want them getting anything out of it for me and working out arrangements like that, which I mean, it's great for me. I've got multiple surgeries coming up and I've got, you know, people just buying all of the stuff I'm going to need and, you know, and then they just get pictures of my butthole. It's a weird world that we live in, but I, lo- I love it. But also like, we should never have to sell our buttholes for medical stuff. We oh should God. be able to sell our buttholes because we want to. Exactly. No, exactly. And that's one thing that has been really eye opening for me because like, I've always struggled with chronic pain and I've had like health issues here and there and different kinds of stuff. But until this last year, I didn't understand the intersection of disabled people and sex workers. I didn't see it and understand it for what it was. And then I started branching out and I'm realizing a lot of us are here and doing this right now because we know that our system is not going to support us as disabled people. I don't know how familiar you are with like the getting approved for disability process, but it's a fucking joke. It is. I I was hoping to have you on to discuss disability and sexuality in general. And I totally want to do that. It's so true. Like the the whole oh, wait. Yeah. echo echo stop it echo that is the rudest timing for you to say hello stop i hate my robot my bedroom robot has no manners i'm sorry <laughs> i want that to happen like during one of your porn videos <laughs> oh it has oh it totally has i have a lot of like the people who pay for content frequently in terms of like customs where it's not just like oh you have another video coming out of course I'm going to pay for it but like getting customs a lot of those people love those bloopers and those like genuine moments you know what I mean that like taking it out of this like cold because porn can feel especially in like the porn that we all saw growing up it's not personable and I know that sounds probably weird for most people like the standard civilian like why would porn need to be personable but it does in my opinion and that's kind of my little porn. thing is like, keep it real. You know what I mean? Like porn and it's, I'm using that as an umbrella term from yes. for, for a lot of things. It really meets a lot of needs. Mm-hmm. So there's different types of porn for, for different kinds of things, of course. Yeah. So totally. Um, totally. So, okay. So where were we talking about this? We were, okay. So now everyone's kind of switching platforms. Yeah. Oh, what I wanted to say is so like, a uh, whole rabbit trail. So in the middle of this, like here comes Tyga, who's like, well, then I'm going to like make an app that's safe for these girls. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like you're going to charge less. Like, okay. And then like I Googled Tyga. And we get more info about like his dating history and what he may or may not have been doing in terms of grooming. Right. 
I mean, it was a child, right? Yeah, like, right. Exactly. Exactly. Hold on. Let me. I'm gonna just fucking Google this shit right here. Like, why do you think Tyga wants to start? <laughs> right? No. Yeah. Because I had the same like initial reaction of like, fuck yeah, and he only wants to take ten percent. That's hard to find right now. Ten percent isn't unheard of, but that's really hard to find, especially if it's going to be a platform that's worthwhile. So I was stoked. Kylie Jenner. Then, that's who yeah. it was. Yes, 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 yes. I think 14. She's 14. 14. Okay. So like, okay, listen, no one who supports sex work says that everybody in the industry has good intentions. Like we're, I don't know if we're going to get to this right now necessarily, but we are going to talk about um, sex worker owned platforms, which is obviously going yeah. to be safer than maybe supporting Yes. Hi guy. So I said, so I backtrack on my social media when I shared this and that like, mm-hmm. I support that, the idea, but then I don't actually support Tyga's yes. platform. But I, but I loved the, I loved the clap back reaction. It was just like, bam, some dudes like, yeah, but then, you know, whatever. But also then you think about it and it's like, of course it's a dude. Let's ignore like any yeah. of his previous stuff. Like, of course it's a dude. But and like, that's... then what's mind blowing is that like, okay, once again, I'm talking about another famous person where nobody wants to talk about the fact that like, he's already well known for raping an underage person and he's still famous. Like, well, uh, why didn't I know this about Tyga before he made an OnlyFans? Uh, part two? <laughs> yeah. I, um, I'm like, I, I don't, I miss the whole, I miss the whole Kardashian thing. So I, I miss so much of the Kardashian stuff intentionally in all honesty. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's that whole family makes me uncomfortable. Anything that they touch, I automatically assume that it's going to be some kind of gentrified bullshit in all honesty, you know, and do we really need porn to be more gentrified? Like it's already, in my opinion, we're already having an issue with it. Um, Dude, straight up. Yeah. Like it's the, real. like the, the reality of people being like, Oh, I'm not a stripper. I just do pull. Like it's an insult to be a stripper. Right. Yeah, like there's so much broke. internalized female yes. misogyny within the porn industry. Yes. Um, you know, like I know this is kind of like a whole branch, but I think uh, we're social media friends. So we are going to reference each other's threads that we've taken part in. Yes. But I think that you were taking part in my thread where I was talking about how like, there's these bi girls who say like, I'll fuck a girl, but I won't date her. Right. And it's just like, well, then why are you fucking these girls? Like, Mm -hmm. let's get to it. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's kind of the same idea. It's no, it, it, it totally is. And I actually used to be one of those girls. I used to be like, no, I really just prefer dating men, but like, I love being with women. And then I unpacked it and I realized that that was just me denying how queer I was. You know what I mean? And it's like, God, there's so much of it. It's like, well, how, how much was I sleeping with women to attract men? How mm-hmm, much was I like mm-hmm. all of the things? And then all of that is just me unable to love myself as a woman. So how could I like, I, I treated women the way that I was taught to be treated as a woman. Yeah. No. Uh, absolutely. Yes. So female misogyny, female, um, you know, like within the porn industry. So yes, sex workers are judging other sex workers and yeah. And, and, you know, there's this, there's going to be a sense of competition no matter what industry you're in. Right. But there's a kind of competition within sex work that it's, everything is trying to make money, which I don't mind. Like everyone has their own hustle. Everyone has their own grind. But when you find girls who are like, I'll give you advice 
for this much money, it starts to feel weird. Like there's certain things, like if somebody wanted to sit down and talk to me for two hours, I might want to fucking get some money out of that. But if someone wants general fucking advice, like why would you hoard that to yourself? The idea that we should ever capitalize on information. It's like, how does our society ever move forward if we keep trying to charge people for information that we've learned? Like, yeah. No, absolutely. So it's, it's, I've, I have made a point because I use social media so much for, I mean, we all do for advertising. I've made a point to become friends with, you know, green sex workers. I make a point to help promote them, not because I think that my socials are going to actually do anything, but just because I want to build that dynamic, because I know they're going to have moments where it's going to pop up of like, oh shit, this thing happened. What do I do? And you never know if there's going to be a shark ass other sex worker who's going to come in and try to like take advantage of that situation and profit off of somebody else needing to learn something in the moment, you know, like. Right. I think that people on the outside of sex work don't actually understand what all are the dangers against sex workers. It's not just everyone on the outside it's people on the inside and the culture within that. Yeah. And, and like, you no. know, back back to like everybody jumping on OnlyFans and being shocked at this, like you're right that like this is nothing new for seasoned sex workers. And they're kind of like jumped into a culture that they didn't know about. And I know that there's like all kinds of like um, Facebook groups and stuff where OnlyFans girls can go and talk to each other about how they do their business and how to mm-hmm. build it. And yeah. so, and I know that there's like, there's mean girl tables there, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know that there's like that oh, shit going on. So then add on this outside layer of like, and everyone else is also making it more difficult. Yeah. It it sometimes feels like it's really hard to find a community. Right. You never know who's going to be trying to be an asshole. And I mean, like, I, I just, it's maybe it's just because I'm such an empathetic person, but like, I don't understand why it's important to keep these kinds of things to yourselves. You know what I mean? Like I have an entire Google drive that lists off different ideas for shoots and videos and shit. And I just send that off to people. Cause it's like, okay, if we do the same thing, there's going to be someone who likes something about me and there's going to be someone who likes something about you. That's not going to actually hurt each other. You know what I mean? Right. Like it doesn't, it's this sense of like, if I help others, I'm hurting myself. That's what it is. If it, It's a sense of, if you help others, you're hurting yourself somehow. And I think it's fucking dumb. And also right. you don't have to blow out someone else's candle to keep yours lit or to make exactly. your, make your flame bigger. Exactly. And that's the, that's the hard part. And then you also get, you know, the people who will, try and charge for you to get advertised on their Twitter. Like there's accounts entirely dedicated to send in an application, get info, and then they want you to send off money to get posted on their Twitter for advertising. Uh, Um, I mean, that happens here with the podcast too, you know? Yeah. That's, that's a super common thing, but it's definitely interesting when it's, when you come down and you realize these are just other women making money off of other. And I mean, I've had thoughts of like certain things. It's definitely a whole period pyramid system to this like there is oh there totally is there totally is I mean I even personally have been thinking because like you know I've got these surgeries coming up I'm not going to be able to work all that much um I've been thinking about what if I started making graphics for other sex workers right like what would that look like if I was like hey I'll start making like you tell me what you want on your menu and I'll put it together because I'm a fucking photoshop wizard right um and then where is the line on that? You know what I mean? Because I would be creating art that that they, that they would need. And how much would I want to charge? Is it realistic oh, to man. say? 
We're getting know. really into capitalism across yes. the board, you know. Oh, and like, I can't, I can't knock it in on capitalism. I know. <laughs> How the fuck do we do this? Like, okay, yeah. like you think that's hard. I literally help deliver babies for a living to mm-hmm. people who can't afford it, who need yeah. a doula to like survive their birth or like not commit suicide later. No, and there's totally. women telling me that if I don't charge these women a thousand dollars for me to hold their hand during birth, that I'm I am decreasing their value when they, you know what I mean? Like there's just, you know, and it's like, okay, well, like if your job saves lives, can you put a price on that? It's so difficult. It's it's very difficult. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. But speaking of sex worker cultures and communities and I, so another fad I've completely missed is TikTok and I am, I am, but, but shout out, I made a TikTok for the podcast and I have one video up because I figured out how to make one video. So if you all want to follow my one video, I love TikTok, but um, I'm going to try to get into that culture. It's so hard to take on a whole nother platform. You've got to learn it. it And I I already hate how many people are there and established. So oh, I'm like totally. a little, you know, but totally. there's a whole, but you said there's a whole TikTok sex worker mm-hmm. community and some shit's been going down there. And oh I, my gosh. I need the gossip. I don't even yeah. know. Yeah. So there are, I mean, let's just think of social media as a whole. Let's cut out the fact of sex workers. There's always drama, right? Like it doesn't matter what end of the internet you're on. If they're an influencer, there's always going to be some kind of drama going on. So we have this interesting kind of weird phenomenon because of TikTok, and maybe I'm wrong, who the fuck knows, but it feels like we're seeing other sex workers who are becoming influencers on a way grander scale than they probably were ever prepared for, right? Um, And we're looking at like one, there's one influencer, her name's Tyler something, I think her handle's Bay Thick. She's been going down for a bunch of stuff and there's been this spiral of drama related to her that has to do with maybe potentially grooming a minor and all of this really fucked up stuff. And everyone's just like, holy shit. And then we have the OnlyFans stuff hit, which was all its own drama. And then yesterday there. So there's this creator. Her name previously was Pokey Princess. She got sued. She had to take the Pokey out to become Digital Princess and had to rebrand her branding for the entirety of that, I've seen her on the internet and I was late to the game on following her has kind of been this, I'm wholesome, sweet, single mom, just making porn to do the best for my kid. And we all really like kind of emotionally invested in that. And it's like, good for you. We're cheering you on fucking yesterday. She got (laughs) fucking arrested for child endangerment. Um, and but not related to those sex, not related to sex trafficking, nothing, nothing related to that. It sounds like, from what I've seen and I wasn't able, I'm not honestly invested enough to look up the actual police stuff, but like it's out there floating around on the internet. I looked at her mugshot and I kind of went and moved on with my day. Um, But she, I guess went out with friends, decided to not get a babysitter for her child who I believe is like four years old, if I remember correctly. And from what I understand, the neighbors heard the child crying inside went into the house, realized the kid was by by himself, called the cops. And I believe her name's Marissa. Now that I think about it, Marissa ended up getting arrested. Um, I think her, actually, I think the, the hearing is in the next couple of weeks. I think it's a really fast turnaround on it too. A lot of people are talking about showing up to it. Okay. So help me wrap my mind around a little bit and how this is all connected. 
So where that's really shitty, but it's really shitty. Right. Yeah. But where does it all come in? Right. So we're looking at how we're having these influencers who are sex workers having this problematic stuff come up. And I mean, we all need to take a second to kind of think, should us sex workers in reality even have these massive platforms where we're put on a pedestal like this? And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have any kind of moral pedestal because we're doing sex work, but like, it's kind of crazy how we got all invested in, in all of these different people that are turning out to be super, super problematic. And they built a following based off of sex work that then branched out into being like a regular name that even minors are familiar with like Bay thick, which isn't related to the girl who um, got, is getting charged with child endangerment. She is now a kind of, you know, um, body positivity activist, I guess, even though it's based off of in sex work. And that's great. And I love that. I really, really, really do. But we keep having these weird branch outs of sex workers having really, really shitty stuff happening behind the scenes. And when we're looking at someone who starts in porn and then does body positivity and then is saying, no, I wasn't grooming this minor. I was working with them for body positivity stuff. And then we have all this proof come up. We need to start considering where our line needs to be between where we are working and where we should not have that, that access to minors. You know what I mean? And like, I love TikTok. TikTok's where I make my money. I will admit it. I, I, the, my primary source of income comes from that funnel through TikTok. But when these girls have millions and millions and millions of followers and millions of viewers, and they're having these massive fuck ups, it's kind of fucking shit up for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, Right. I just, I kind of look at that as like a reflection of it's their own shit. It's their own shit for sure. But like, it's scary. Like there's, there's minors in this world. Like I probably could go to my sisters and be like, do you know who Pokey princess is? And they would both be like, yeah, not maybe that enthusiastically, but that's kind of fucked up to me. Okay. So the idea is like, okay, so they've got minors following their TikTok, which is Mm -hmm. like all appropriate to some degree. Yes. And then they're like, oh, but you're a sex worker and I can find that now too. Yeah. Um, Cause I don't think we should, I don't think sex workers should entirely have to hide, but a lot of these girls should stay separate. Though. It should stay separate. Exactly. It should stay like you separate. Kinda, you usually have like a stage name, like mo- mm-hmm. most phone sex operators would not like identify themselves. You're not going to have, yeah. You don't want that entire overlap in branding. You don't want that entire overlap in branding because like Pokey Princess, I keep forgetting Digital Princess now, you know, she streams. She's on all of these other platforms, right? Right. Like I'm on, I'm on fat life like on a personal level exactly like how i want to be involved in the community whether it's forums or finding friends or Mm -hmm. events or whatever but like i wouldn't want anyone from the podcast necessarily finding me or knowing me from real life and so you know like i have a very separate name but but like the modeling that i do which i don't really do anything super explicit but like i Mm -hmm. even share on the podcast page like i do light fetish modeling or boudoir modeling or you know whatever i push the limits with that and that's fine and I'll put that out there, but I'm not going to like connect that name to like who I might actually go date in person on exactly, my exactly. It's this, and it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous because even though us sex workers, we aren't responsible for parenting other people's kids, right? Like, and I've had that argument. Like, I, you know, it's not my fault entirely if a kid isn't being supervised enough. But and it's they like find okay, my shit. But how right. much access am I providing? 
Yes. So it'd be like those gaming websites, like, God, it's been that I'm going to date myself here. But like, do you remember like the online um, game, like PC game worlds? Like I was in one called like Whoville or Whyville. And like, in like, I was a little character and it's like kind of like a whole, it was like adults and kids and it was like online games, but you could chat with each other like directly. And so you could like make friends all over the internet. And it would be like me being like on there with kids, which is like fine if it's fine, but then like putting in my bio on there, like the link to my only fans. Exactly. Like for me on my social media, I make a point that it's obvious that I do what I do, but I also don't try to like cross figure out where to find it (laughs) exactly like it's it's i don't do twitch i think it's really scary for me that there are so many sex workers that are streaming on twitch as a funnel to their only fans that kind of makes me feel a little fucking uncomfortable right well i remember even just like watching the police riots um and all the protests over the last you know two summers with everything going on black lives matter you know, the heightened of it, not that it hasn't been going on forever. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, but it got really big on Twitch. And so we were watching it live in every city all over. And we we know that the police are watching that live and that's how they're finding. <laughs> they're like, they can they can see your sleeve with your phone and then they go into that crowd and they're like, oh, there you are. I've been watching your Twitch all night. Oh my God. And so it was like, yeah, like everyone filming Twitch live in the in the riots like some of them were smart and kept their identities private but eventually like you flash over someone else filming and now you've told the police like who's doing that other feed that they can see yeah like 15 twitch feeds up at one time that you can see you can figure out who everyone is in the crowd There's and they were getting snatched up out of the crowd because of that you know so it's like yeah that's scary to put sex work on Twitch straight up. <laughs> it's scary. And like, cause I've had the thought, you know, I don't want to do sex work forever. Right. Like this isn't my personal dream. This is kind of a necessity that I happen to be obnoxiously good at. Um, and I want to stop eventually. So I've thought a lot about like, okay, what would it look like if I made safe for work content? Right. Cause like, I know my personality is ridiculous enough. Like I could do the thing if I had the energy. Um, And I've spent so much time thinking, like, would I let there be any crossover between those platforms? Would I want to make a YouTube channel where if you click around enough in the bio, eventually you found my OnlyFans link? Right. And I did a lot of sitting and thinking on that because, yeah, that sounds like a great fucking funnel. You know what I mean? At first, like, thought it's like, you know what? Fuck it. But I thought about it and I thought about it and I was like, you know what? If someone's going to be curious enough, they're going to have to really fucking hunt for it. You like, know. I've, I mean, I've thought about that on here. I was actually like right before this OnlyFans thing blew up, I was going to start an OnlyFans just for like when I go and do modeling just for fun for my own photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll do like fun stuff. And I know you've seen like my giantess stuff, which we're going to yeah. have an episode on and like foot porn, which would still be allowed on yes. the platform. Yes. And, and I was like, okay, well, like I just kind of do it for fun and it's not like serious hardcore porn or anything like mm-hmm. if somebody wants to see photos specifically of my feet and giantess stuff like maybe I would use it would be a great funnel platform like here's a sex positive podcast and here is my sex work but if 
and maybe that would be okay and maybe I'll still do that. I think that's more okay because that's like, the nature of the content. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like, that's true too. But even still, just kind of like on a personal boundary, I just didn't mm-hmm. want to like connect and be like, here's my podcast I'm putting out into the world. But then also like, here's me naked. Exactly. It's just like too, no. too much. Um, and there's just times in my life where I'm just like not into exposing myself as much. And then there's oh, no, times totally. when I am, and I'm just kind of like in a hiding for no, for no, just personal reasons. But, um, but okay. So, so we're talking about, you know, ethical porn, which is mm-hmm. like a whole topic, which like, I don't know how much yeah. we can get into, but like, I kind of want to leave listeners with like, you know, I feel like there's this war between like, and it, and it comes down to sex trafficking, right? Because yes, all, that's all always the, the pinpoint, right? Because all the other stuff we can kind of battle morally between each other and never really come up with an answer. But across the board, we're not okay with sex trafficking. We're not okay with pedophiles, right? right. And so we're able to like always land on that. We're like, but what about them? So like, how do we solve that? And, and until that's solved, like nobody gets their porn. Nobody gets porn as long as yeah. children are being raped in the world, right? Like there's right. this, and I don't feel like it's black and white, but I do feel like it's really gray. And because we have two, like we have two issues and like, truthfully, like what is more important people's porn or sex trafficking? Like, obviously no one is going to say that that's an equal need. However, I think that they are both so huge that to get rid of one or the other, you have to remove the other is like never going to work. That's like, that's like wishing for guns and bombs to be off the earth. That's not going to happen. Yeah. We can have our dreams of what we want it to be, but there's, unfortunately, we have to like suck it up and deal with the nature of our actual world. Right. And and so there's ways to stay safe. And I think that this was an issue with the girls with OnlyFans and getting cut off was that, you know, their argument was like, well, we, you know, sex trafficking. And it's like, well, actually it's 2021. And like, you can face recognize me from fucking anywhere. Right. Like, yeah. We have all this technology and I know I've actually been kicked off camming platforms because I look really young for my age. And even though I was of age, I was in my 20s, the website, I got reported twice for looking underage. And even though I'd sent in an ID and identified my face, they were like, you know what? We've had two reports of you. And like, I don't know. What if this is a fake idea? We're going to err on the safe side. You're out of here. You are permanently banned. I was permanently banned. for, And I, I shed no tears. I was like, dude. Okay. Like we can't have a perfect uh, filter system. So I'm glad that it was airing on the safe side. And like the worst thing that happened today was like, I didn't get to sell my butthole. Right. So exactly. But like on their end, they're like, I think we possibly just kicked off a kid off making porn. So it's great. That was a great outcome. That's what we would want. And if someone's got to lose, make that the loser. However, we can still perfect this without removing sex work and yes. not only that just like abortions we can't actually remove abortions we can just remove safe abortions and yes, and exactly. we can't we can't remove sex work we can only remove safe sex work and yeah. so we actually have to like help people i think people want to watch porn and not be an awful person right which yes, like the, the, <laughs> that comes with it no absolutely so you, absolutely. so there's responsibility i think people are ready to hear what their responsibility is in watching porn because it's so black and white like if you watch porn you're bad so you must not follow any rules but the truth is is like we want to watch porn that's ethical mm-hmm. so what is that what is that how do we find it how do we make it um unfortunately uh this is a sad reality that like 
most people don't want to hear. If you're going to any standard site that's free for porn, it is automatically unethical. I, I yes. do not care if the content you are watching specifically is ethical, but the site you are going through, no matter what, will not be. Um, I, I'm having to swallow this pill because I am I am a porn watcher myself. No, I have, I am I have to admit, I am, I, am no. I, I always have been. I've always loved it. And, and I've had a lot of shame with that because it's always like, but what if those women are being raped? And it's just like, yeah, I, you're right. I can't. I can't Absolutely. prove that that woman consented to that video, even if she was happy in the video. Like, is that a video that was for her boyfriend? And now he put it on the end, like yes. all of those things. Uh, yeah. And then there's also the question of, does this person do either of these actors? Does anyone involved in this still want this on the internet? Uh, here's a, here's a fact that I don't know if you know, but if you are a child who was a victim of being videotaped, with whatever happened to you yes. and it's put on the internet mm -hmm. and even if they're able to take that down they're never able to like fully get it from everywhere it's been shared oh well, yeah every no. every time that it then is shared and then reported to the police the child for the rest of their life gets a phone call every single time that they have been re-victimized by that video being oh, shared God. and these children who have like had a video trauma. that went out yeah when they were four well now that they're 50 they're still getting calls that like there's still people looking at it because they as their victim rights to know yeah and just like fuck dude and we it's can't like and, and it's it's websites like Pornhub and stuff that are going to be repeating those videos over and over and over. Oh, no, it is. It is. And that's the hard thing that most people don't want to hear. Cause like, even I, like if I'm in a certain mood for a certain category, Pornhub's going to be my automatic go-to and you have to swallow this reality of like Pornhub's not ethical. Right. Or Pornhub is not ethical. And they also fuck over actual content creators. Hardcore. I got, Hardcore. there is like, I really encourage people to get deep into how, yeah. Uh, how this is actually working because there is no like um what am I looking for confirmation of who it is uh screen like there's no screening process there's no like ID checking there's there is no there is for now. Pornhub for Pornhub there is now but that's only if you want to be a verified creator <laughs> interesting right how do I even like yeah. if I'm looking for porn? How do I see that it's a verified? I think it's similar to like the blue check mark bullshit on all the other fucking sites. Cause like I know I'm a verified creator because I had to send in um like actual info. I had to send in like my legal name and my ID and everything, but that was only because I was at the time intending to try to make money. If you're not <laughs> trying to make money on Pornhub, they don't give a fuck who you are. What's crazy is that like from a consumer point of view, Pornhub seems safer because it's oh, easy it does. to access. Everyone's heard of it. Everyone knows it. It seems all put together. And then you get advertisements for like, hey, go chat with this girl privately. Yeah. Go pay for this. And that looks super sketchy. And like some of them are, right? But like... Let's just talk about how there's a teen fucking category. Ugh, I can't touch yeah, that. Yeah. No, like it's, 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 it's not it's it's this awful fucking thing and like you know we all perpetuate our own things like even me personally i like lingerie with like the short schoolgirl skirt but i'm not going to situationally put myself in something that's gonna you know actually read like a fucking minor because my body doesn't look that way and it's 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 interesting because we all feel safe with Pornhub, but you click around enough and you'll realize that there's no fucking rules on there it's true. Like if you look up like the most common, um, 18, you know, I, was, and I wasn't even going to like get into this really, but it, it like, you know, we're here. So 
yeah, like the most it's incest, it's child, yeah. uh, not child, but they won't say that, but teen yeah. or, in, you know, and, and like, there is, there's a place for this. There's a reason, right. But it seems strange that it's saturated with it. Why is it? Yeah. Why, why, is, why is that it so number one? Yeah. And I mean, and we do know why, right? Because it's like people needing that outlet. That's where they're going to go and that's where they can find it. So if Pornhub's number one algorithm is is teen, then that's probably the number one place that people are finding it. So, yeah, absolutely. And so like, yeah, so we're talking about ethical porn. And like you said, like those websites are a no-go. So, yeah. you know, we want to encourage people who are looking for ethical porn to like actually support a direct sex worker, which yeah. like, you know, I was reading Pornhub, a lot of those verified users, they use that. They'll they'll do like 30 second clips. So then you go find their actual full clip. Plat- platform yeah. that they are wanting you to support them on. Yes. Um, so that's legit, but we should try to find, you know, and I think people think about like porn as like a wham bam thing. I can go to Pornhub, click it in get it done and I'm done. And they don't think about their like, they don't think about their long-term porn use. So they don't set themselves up ethically because there is still such a shame that like, oh, well, if I'm planning it out and I'm picking a sex worker and now I'm subscribing to her, like I'm really fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really committing to this. Like, oh my God. Yeah. And and I think truthfully, like if you want to be ethical, (laughs) just like with your food, you kind of got to think ahead, you know, like if you, if you're trying to consume food ethically, Ethically, like you're not going to be able to do that if you aren't thinking about it until like you're hungry and you show up at the drive-thru again. Like, yeah, you're going to exactly. have to be like, hey, you know what? I eat three times a day, so I'm going to have to start planning this out. Mm-hmm. Hey, I masturbate three times a day. Let's start like, where can I subscribe ethically and like maybe yeah. budget? And like, truthfully, it's not even that much. Like, you're going to get your jerk off for ten bucks a month, you know? Like, if even if even. And here's one thing: a lot of people don't realize and a lot of us have so many pre freebie pre free preview pages. Like, I mean, there's, there's so many accounts that I personally follow. Cause I keep tabs on what everybody's doing, you know? And like, we all put out so much free content anyways on these sites that like, all you have to do is just look for accounts that say I have, you know, if you're looking for specifically OnlyFans accounts that have an OnlyFans with a free preview page, or you go to Fansly, which automatically lets you do those free previews. Like it's not even that hard to, find places where it's more ethical. And a lot of people will put like, Oh, well, I'm not paying for fucking porn, which is weird. Why do we have a mindset that, that we're entitled to seeing people having sex for free? That's weird. Um, uh, But like, there's, there's so many ways, like so many of us put out preview after preview after preview that like, I have the same people would be like, but we're not going to give free food to homeless people. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like give me free porn, but Fuck the hungry. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. It's a weird sense of entitlement. It's a really weird sense of entitlement. Well, because even porn viewers themselves, like they're like, you want to talk about ethics, like there are ethical non or there's ethical God damn it. There's non-ethical porn viewers. Like we are all aware that people are viewing you not under good intentions. You're doing that consensually, of course, but yeah, but nonetheless, like. We're aware of that. (laughs) Another thing for people, this is just a random fun tip. And I found that I'm not the only one who does this. Um, 
a lot of us sex workers give out free content to the people who are just generally nice to us. And that's not like advice to just be like, oh, I'm a nice guy to every single person you find hot. But like I have a regular who has only ever subscribed. He's never paid for any pay-per-view content. He's never done anything above and beyond, but he's fucking nice to me. So guess what? He gets to fap for free. Um, Isn't it sad that we've just got to give like rewards to the nice men? Yeah, <laughs> like, no, seriously. And like, here, like let that. me give you a treat because you didn't rate me. Thank you. Yeah, no. <laughs> The bar is so fucking low. It's so bad, so dude. Fucking low. And like, and that's like you're giving them everything you want, and they're still gonna treat you like trash. You're like, dude, I'm like literally like, like, yeah. not that this is the definition of a good woman, but like you're saying, like, be sexually available for me. Like that's all I want, and then you are, and it's just yes, men can treat you like trash in there. And I love the sex workers who come out and are like, this is how you deal with these men. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, and it's one thing that was really hard for me going into it. And I think this is probably a big issue for a lot of these new girls that joined OnlyFans during the first, you know, big kapow is you have to be fucking real comfortable saying no. Yeah. You have to be real comfortable with your boundaries and you have to know how to not feel like shit for saying no. That's so that's true. And that I think that's part of the reason that I, I never dabbled much further into it because Mm -hmm. I definitely always left feeling like they wanted more Mm -hmm. and I either didn't satisfy it or I was uncomfortable or I was gonna have to push myself it just you know that that feeling can be there because I am someone who struggles to say no so then I just felt like I couldn't do it at all absolutely absolutely it took me a long time to figure out to feel comfortable with saying no um and now these days, honestly, I just ignore. <laughs> like I just don't even. Do. Well, and the older we get, I think when we're <laughs> you young, I think when we're young, we feel like every time that you get like some awful message in your DM, you're just like, wow, like, I don't know how many of these messages I'm ever going to get in my life. Like maybe I should like entertain this one. And then mm-hmm. we realize that, you know, like I'm coming up on 30 and my DMs are never going to stop going off. It's never going to stop. It's never never going to end. And then that helps you compartmentalize that a little bit. Totally. Aging, getting older into it helps. I mean, like, I'm not going to say that I wish I wasn't as young as I was when I started because I was like 21, 22. But I definitely wish that I had had some of the life experiences I've had like now to apply back then. And I probably wouldn't have stressed out as much. And I probably wouldn't have burnt out as bad if I had been able to just be like, Hey, I'm good. I'm tired. I got to fucking log off, like fuck off, go fap elsewhere. You know, isn't that true? Like in that time in our development anyways, when it comes to personal sexual relationships or otherwise, like we're really trying to figure out what drains us and our boundaries and all that. Yeah. Oh, honestly, totally. honestly, it's a great way to practice real life boundaries too. <laughs> like it is, it is because especially like I know for me, like a lot of us use like Reddit to advertise, and oh, Reddit is a <laughs> Reddit's a cesspool. Um, it's it's not a good time over there. Um, I got I just got banned from the feminist group forever. <laughs> forever, forever. In <laughs> fact, in fact, like okay, can I just say like fuck group moderators? Like as one myself, yeah. like I am well known on Facebook and like my other platforms because I built 
private groups. And the reason I built my groups was because all the other ones sucked because all the moderators yeah. were telling us what we could and could not do and say. Oh my god, yeah. And I'm just like a I'm just like a no no censor, like don't be an asshole, you know, like I guess I'll delete. I've never had to like delete anything out of my group and mm-hmm. and just don't be an asshole, but we could talk about anything. That's why we're here. Yeah. And um you know, I go on Reddit and I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out Reddit. And I decided I, I went in going, I'm going to go in as spam. So I will not be hurt if I'm kicked yeah. off, but, but I'm going to go in and spam my podcast and just get into these groups because I'm talking about these things and I can mm-hmm. do research within these groups and I can let them know when I release a podcast, which I guess I'm like revealing my, my spamming trolling po- tactics here, but yeah. Um, but I'm a real life robot. So it's okay. (laughs) But I get in there and I go right into this feminist group and I ask a question and I was like, what is the feminist answer for this is basically what I'm asking. And then not only do they send me a message saying that, that the post has been deleted, but that they have blocked me out of the group and you can message the moderators if you think there's an issue. So I messaged the moderators and I was like, what happened? Like, I, And they were like, you broke rule number two and now we're blocking you from messaging us. <laughs> it's like, okay. Uh, what? And so I go back, I look at rule number two and it's that if you don't speak from the feminist perspective, then you'll be deleted. And then, oh and then I was like, okay, whatever. I left it. And then like three days later, I get a, a ding on my phone that tells me that like, now I've been banned from the group. I can't even view it. So I can't even look at it. Oh, so they just like God. took like three steps to block me for like, and I was not, I was like, okay, Reddit is really touchy and I'm starting to get it. Reddit's Reddit's something else. I mean, like I've been on Reddit for like non-sex work stuff for years and years and years and years and years, but I didn't jump in on sex work Reddit until last year. And I literally spent probably six months understanding the culture and figuring out what the fuck was going on before I ever even posted. Yeah. And you want to talk about porn. That's also a great place to find it, but I don't know about ethically. Yeah. On the ethics front, I mean, it just honestly... You know, the the thing about Reddit is that it's all so dependent on the space that you go to, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because there's, you're going to find spaces that are all about fucking finding leaks from OnlyFans. You can, you can find that on Reddit if you wanted to, but you can also find groups that are anti-leak, anti-fucking being an asshole, share your shit, and it has to be you, and they're really strict about it. So it's really so... Oh God, Reddit's so fucking all over the place. It's an interesting platform, but there's I, a lot I of come back to the description over and over when I tell people like my new experience with Reddit and it's that it's the armpit of the internet. Yeah, no, absolutely it is. It absolutely is. And I really went in thinking, I, I, this is my platform. This is a platform where I'm going to be able to say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Turns yeah, out I can't. No. You can in some spaces, but the spaces where they're going to let you say whatever the fuck you want are going to be also the spaces where they're going to be letting people say too much of whatever the fuck they want. It's like they can't find, you can never find that happy middle ground <laughs> on the internet. Um, no, Reddit's Reddit's interesting though. I will say that Reddit, did not make me much money. <laughs> Reddit did not make me much money. Um, and that's about it. <laughs> I actually like, awesome. I have to thank all my Reddit listeners because I actually think that Reddit increased my listens yeah. quite substantially. Um, but I don't know if they were like agreeable or disagreeable listens. <laughs> but hi, Reddit. <laughs> 
<laughs> I read it. But okay, so I kind of want to wrap this up because we kind of were talking about um, like ethical porn. And I know yeah. I know that you kind of wanted to like end on a note. Yeah, with, yeah, with yeah, yeah. Little... So the one thing, so like we can't all change everything overnight. You know what I mean? We don't live in a world where we're going to wake up one day and everyone accepts, accepts sex work. And we also aren't going to suddenly have a reality where everyone's privileged enough to pay for porn, right? Like as much as I can say, yeah, find a girl you like and pay for her shit. Not everyone can fucking afford that. I couldn't even fucking afford that. You know what I mean? Um, but what you can do is you can fucking pay attention to what kind of shit is being perpetuated around you surrounding sex work. I mean, you can definitely lower the damage that you're doing. You can lower the damage that you're doing and you can check other people. I think the number one thing that is important for especially changing the stigma with sex work, and this is going to sound maybe interesting for some people. I think other men need to start calling out other men for being shitty about it. I think that's going to be what makes a massive fucking difference over time is when we start stepping in on that, like, dude, how is that joke even funny? Explain oh, why that's funny. You know what I mean? Because I've like, been, I've, I've been saying this for so long that like, you know, I'm done trying to convince men of anything. Men have to talk to other men because I've been trying no, to do. like do this yeah. for the whole fucking time. They don't listen to me. No, that's exactly it. That's exactly it is you need to start fucking. And also, I mean, us as women, we can check other women when they're doing any kind of body shaming or slut shaming or anything like that. And we're seeing that, you know, that real world internalized misogyny, like we can check that. But in reality, we need men checking other men. Right. Those are the ones perpetuating the problem, because in reality, when I think of people who shit on sex workers, it's the men who just hate women and it's the women who hate other women because they actually hate themselves. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's what has to get confronted. Unfortunately, I wish I could say like, yeah, there's this, you know, if we can all read up and educate ourselves, that, that'd be a great, beautiful world. But it all starts with calling each other the fuck out. Right. And I think like, okay, so something tangible that we can give listeners at least, because there's a lot of like gray area of like, well, you need to look at the video and you need to, you know, try it. Like these are all great tips, but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if you're scrolling on Pornhub and you see something that you think is suspicious, uh, please report it. Like that is how we can keep sex workers safe is by reporting the shit that is going down. And, you know, whether you're a watcher or you're a creator or whatever, like reporting valid things. And that does like, that even means like people don't realize this, but like people love to police other people on Facebook all day. And like, (laughs) they want to like hide pictures of us hunting animals or they want to like report, you know, well, there's somewhere that all of your little reports go. And then we have overloaded this little place and there's little people who have to click and they have to unfortunately sit there and possibly see child porn all day. And when you fill up that feed, you are causing even more human error on that end of maybe clicking over something uh, that they shouldn't have clicked over or, you know, they're just having this influx that you're delaying the help that we could actually get for this child yeah, being passed around on the internet right now, because yeah. to get to that, we had to click through where you were upset that Karen said whatever to you. And mm-hmm. so 
while I want you to report things, I really want you to use logic. Stop reporting women's breastfeeding photos. Stop reporting people's baby photos where like, you know, the mom just took a photo, like, let her know, let her know that's dangerous, you know, like be a human, don't over police each other and then save it for what, you know, what we really need. And so I do want to let listeners know if you want to report online crime against children, it's in hope.org, I-N-H-O-P-E.org. You can report child sexual violence, like online uh, child exploitation right there. Beautiful. Beautiful. You know, I I feel like that's like necessary, but yeah, it's a good follow for the end for sure. Right. It's like, we can only argue about sex work and like, and we can only give 90% proof of, um, you know, tips to find ethical porn. But at the end of the day, like, Hey, this shit's going on. So like, what do we do with it? You report it. So like, please keep doing that. Please keep fighting for safe sex work. Keep, you know, educating yourself on what real human trafficking is. Yeah. All that. I'm super stoked that you came today. I really appreciate your perspective. Yeah, no, I'm happy we were able to make it work with all of the (laughs) insanity. Of COVID. Yeah. Fuck COVID. Can we say that? Yeah, we can say fuck COVID for sure. Yeah. And I really want to bring you back to talk more about the disability community. Yeah. There's so many branches that we need to talk about. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When it comes to that. And I actually have gotten messages from listeners um, talking about like as a disabled person where they can go to feel sexually liberated. So I hope we can like, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Get into that. I did have a listener question and I'll, I'll go ahead and edit this out if I can't quite get to it. Okay. But I had a listener question for a sex worker. Okay. And so I kind of want to know, and it was kind of worded funny because it came through on an Instagram thing, but okay. Are you worried about maybe feeling trapped in this line of work due to how much money there is in it? If one day you did decide you wanted to get out of it? Um, I kind of worded strange. Yeah, no. I'm trying this, to understand I, totally the point she's getting, but yeah. If I'm worried about getting trapped in the in the lifestyle, um, the only thing that feels liberating right now is that I have this because I'm trapped by being a disabled person in the United States. So I right. This, this is the freedom for me. Unfortunately, the reality is is like yeah, and you know, there's going to be a time when maybe I don't want to be doing it, and I'm burnt out, and I'm stuck needing to keep working. But that's every fucking job. Right. I feel like the way that this is worded, which I'm not criticizing her, but I'm just kind of like dissecting the language, you know, Mm -hmm. she's saying like, are you worried that you'll feel trapped in this line of work due to the, to the money in it? And, and I guess what I want to say is like, (laughs) right. The money isn't good. The money's not good. I get a lot of people who try to hit on me in my personal life that do know that I do sex work. And they're like, you're probably making so much bank. You're so fine. And it's like, you are so clueless if you think this is the easy life. The people right, it turns out that people just money. try to fuck us for free first. Yeah, we'll no, that exactly. first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, sex work isn't good money. It's not something that I even encourage people to get into unless they actually know the reality of it, which that is it's a 24-7 job. It's a constant hustle and grind. I mean, like it's been hell not checking my Snapchat during this 
<laughs> recording. You know what I mean? Like, right. not that it's like a major problem or anything, but like I, you are constantly on, you don't get to take breaks. There's no such thing as a vacation. And I know? think like what I was going to steer back to is like, she's saying you'll get trapped in it because of how much money there is. And I think, I think that the misunderstanding there is that like, I, just like any other job, you aren't trapped in this because it's sex work. Just like I'm not trapped in house cleaning because it's exactly. house cleaning. You are trapped in this because you are trapped in capitalism. You're trapped in this because you are trapped in disability. And however you were able to make the money and enjoyed making yeah. the money in that mindset, I guess you'd be trapped in it just like we're trapped in any of the other stuff. Yeah. But maybe you want to share besides that it works with your disability. Cause I'm sure there's other things that could possibly fit into your lifestyle, but like, what are some other reasons too, that like you enjoy sex work? I think, you know, I don't, I don't want to leave like, well, I have to do it because I'm disabled and I have to do it, you yeah, know, yeah, totally, and, totally. and there's the money's bad and uh, people suck and the men suck. Like there's a reason that, that we're doing it and enjoying it. So like, yeah, um, I am able to actually put my creative outlet out the, my, Collegiate history is just being an art major. I'm a real artsy fartsy motherfucker. Um, I get to spend time and make money off of doing editing, which is what I always wanted to do originally. Like one thing with sex work that's really cool is if you have other interests, you can implement it into the job itself if you just know how to be creative enough. Um, yeah, I feel like every sex worker is in it for different reasons. Like I did yeah, it for yeah. completely different reasons. Than, yeah, than I, you're I love the photography. You know what I mean? Like I, I love getting to say like, yeah, that picture was taken on my cell phone. Like suck it. You know what I mean? Like, um, and also it's the fact that I, this is going to sound kind of interesting, but a lot of people don't realize that sex work is also just companionship. Yeah, uh, it's super healing. It's, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of that. And my big spenders, the ones who are literally paying my rent, they just like talking to me. They want to say that I, they want to like hit me up after my doctor's appointment and be like, Hey, how are you doing? You right, build like, like an actual relationship. Like these fuckers care. Like they're messaging me like, Hey, I heard your appointment. Like, you know, just happened. Like what's going on? Are you good? Right. Because just like anybody who's going to provide a service to you, you're going to get a little bit attached, but, but mm -hmm. also because sex work is sex work, but what is sex, right? And sex is so different and you get so many different things out of it. So what you're doing in that work, I mean, sex work can be anything from sharing words to sharing your body, to sharing your panties, to sharing just ideas, your, yeah. pictures, yeah. So, I mean, I have people who they spend a lot of money on me and their only expectation is that I talk to them when I'm healthy and that's not even an expectation. It's that they enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and there's, it, yeah, it feels yeah. good too. You know what I mean? It's not like, cause a lot of people are like, Oh, you probably feel so hot. And it's like, yeah, hot, blah, blah, blah. Great. All that shit. I feel cared about <laughs> like, and I don't mean that with like every single subscriber. I don't think every single one of those motherfuckers gives a shit about me, but I know which ones do. And they yeah. are valuable in my life. Right. Which is very different than your experience of you just taking a video mm -hmm. and someone put it on Pornhub and you never. Yes. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally different experience for the consumer and the creator. Yeah. I mean, because like what dude wouldn't want to be able to like message their favorite porn star whenever? Like yeah. in reality, like that because that's what it is. You find someone that you like and now all of a sudden they're a real human being, too. Yes. Yes. Totally. Okay. Well. 
we covered a lot today and I think we're going to have to do a whole nother episode on, on disability anyways. So let's, let's cut off today, but I'm so glad that you came and yeah. Thank you. Perfect. No, thank you. I'm stoked. I'm excited too. And yeah, good luck with your endeavors. And, and I'm, I'm excited for, to hear like all the inside scoop as this keeps going. I know. Right. The little, like little what's going to happen October 1st when they do it? Like if they do it, who knows? They do it. What maybe if they they'll run? just crash anyways. We can maybe place like, a, it'd be a fun little like game. We could make a game out of guessing what OnlyFans is going to do. I don't know if we should share this, but, but maybe we can like, do you have a recommendation for the girls out there who were on OnlyFans and are looking for another? Like, I don't really want to direct them to Tyga either. Yeah, so like, no, absolutely. Where's a great place to be a safe sex worker? This is a really, really good point because I actually did want to kind of plug this site a little bit, even though I'm not affiliated in any other way other than just being a creator on the site. But I've greatly enjoyed Fansly, F-A-N-S-L-Y. Um they have a lot of the features that only barely worked on OnlyFans completely debugged and figured out. They cut out the need for you to have multiple accounts to show previews. Everything's all in one. Really clean, really nice. Um, it's probably the best platform I've seen so far. And I had a really easy time getting people over there. It seems well-established not overly established. I mean, like they crashed the first night after OnlyFans made the announcement and they had to like upgrade their servers and all of that stuff, but they're really and they're sex worker owned, right? I'm not entirely sure on that one. I know that there's another one that is sex worker owned. And apparently there was recently a hack or okay. something. Um, I don't know anything about that. I don't use that site. I have only thus far focused on Fansly. Um, that seems Mid- to be the one for everyone. Yeah. Fansly mini vids, but many vids doesn't really function in the way that OnlyFans does. I wouldn't call that a platform to switch over to. It's just also a sex work platform. Um, Because if you're focused on like subscribers and regular content like that, I think Fansly is kind of the spot right now. Okay. And I like that they're getting, it's the same cut. It's 20%, which to a lot of people is like, holy shit. But like, (laughs) that's pretty sure Etsy's the same. Yeah. Everything's (laughs) the same. I think that if I remember correctly, it was 25% with uh, Chatterbait. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, well, they remember. did the token system too. Oh yeah. Oh geez. Yeah. yeah. Man, making it hard to get your fap on, aren't we? I know, right? But wait, it's good stuff. It's good. <laughs> I think like the lesson that we can get away from this, like I think my favorite advice that I gave listeners today was to pre-plan their their fapping. Like, be yeah. aware that you're going to be doing. Like, be realistic about your uh, porn budget. not meal planning but but porn planning yeah 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 i like that i like that (laughs) be honest with yourself so you can be ethical yeah all right well thank you i appreciate you i appreciate you until next time until next time bye bye